This is kind of a end of the year review episode. This is the second to last episode of the year. So I want to do something special to remember some of our amazing episodes and guests we've had this year. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. No matter where you're at in your mom and journey, we've got you covered. Each week we share insightful interviews from experts to everyday moms covering all aspects of motherhood. Really, no topic is off the table. You'll find honest conversations that help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. You're listening to episode 111 of the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week as we are doing an end of the year review. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you because it just, it means a lot to me. And it's just kind of a gratitude episode for all of you guys, for our guests and everything so on and in the, in the coming in the future. All right. I hope everyone has having a great week so far. As I mentioned earlier, this is kind of a end of the year review episode. This is the second to last episode of the year. So I want to do something special to remember some of our amazing episodes and guests we've had this year. And so, you know, doing this show is something I am so passionate about. When it started, I was so nervous that, I don't know, I just didn't really know how it would be received. I'd never done a show before, but everyone in this community has been so amazing and so kind with the messages. And that's really what inspires me and pushes me to keep doing what I'm doing. And it makes it all worth it. And it just be able to see the impact in the community that we have here has just been amazing. There's so much that goes into becoming a parent. And I'm in that phase now where I'm kind of like learning a lot of it now, but so many of the things we weren't taught growing up, we're not really taught until maybe we're having a baby or maybe we're already a parent or we're in that hospital room. And so there's so many questions that are left unanswered so many differences of opinions. So we aim, what we aim to do with this show, which was still true when we started it, was to host a safe place to ask those questions, to hear differences of opinion so we can then form our own based on what works best for us and feel understood and connected. That's so important because motherhood can be isolating. You can feel alone or lonely. And so being able to be connected and seeing what other people are going through is so important during this time. And so I really want to impact the women listening to the show to feel more empowered in their pregnancies, labor, motherhood, growth, life, career choices, whatever that is. I just want to empower you as much as possible. It's so important to me to feel like you have a voice. And now that I'm in my own pregnancy, like I was just kind of talking about this show has helped me in more ways than I could have ever imagined. You know, when I started out, I kind of knew that was down the line, but not super close. And now that it's here, it's like, wow, this knowledge from this show and all these guests on the show and this community um, has really helped empower me in finding my own voice. And so I just want to take the time and thank all the guests that's come on the show and giving others a voice, like the work you do is so amazing. Um, And I think it's beautiful that we can all have differences of opinions or ways we live our life and come together and still help each other and support each other and empower each other. And so in my own journey now, I feel so empowered to stand up for myself, be an advocate for myself and for my baby. And I hope you find the same and I hope the same applies to you. And it kind of becomes this effect 
that when you then speak about how empowered you are, you can help another mom to become empowered in her journey, her birth, her motherhood experience, whatever that looks like for her. And for you, I just think these positive voices, these real voices, not it's not always, you know, this positivity, but real voices can help other moms as well and feel comfortable in their own skin, sharing their own stories. All right. So I want to dive into today's episode. I know I could go on talking about this forever, but I just feel truly so grateful to be a part of this. And as we're wrapping up 2022, I just wanted to do a little different episode. So I want to share key clips from the top five downloaded episodes from this year. And it was so cool to look back and kind of see which ones people found interest in the most. But to be honest, there were so many close numbers between the ones that it was really hard to stop at five. I was like, can we just do 10 or can we do 15? But I know you guys are busy moms, so you don't have the time to listen to a three hour podcast. So I just wanted to start with the top five, but if you guys like this episode, let me know. And we can always do another like, you know, clip episode, um, of, you know, top five breastfeeding ones or top five labor or top five pain management or top five parenting, whatever it is, we can always do more categories like that. If you guys like hearing more clips of this. So here we go. We're going to go through these top five. I'm going to share a clip and we'll share in the show notes, all of the links to the full episodes as well. If you want to hear the full thing. All right. So here we go. Starting with number five. At number five, we have show regular Kristen Sarando, registered nurse and lactation consultant, talking about tips for working moms pumping at work. In today's clip, she talks about preparing to go back to work and what important questions to ask. So when you guys are preparing to go back to work, you really want to kind of start preparing a little bit earlier than just say a week or two, I'm getting ready to go back to work. So if you are getting, say, 12 weeks off from work and it's maybe around week six, week seven, uh, then what you guys want to do is go ahead and start doing a little bit of pumping. So that way you can start a little freezer stash by doing that, that will help you not be so stressed when I go back to work and what I pump today is what the only milk that I have to feed baby tomorrow. So it's going to help just kind of decrease some of that stress. So making sure that you have your pump, you have like a pumping bag that you can take it to work, make sure that you've already communicated with work itself, your office, the people that you work with, uh, when you are coming back to work, that that's your plan. So you kind of have all of that stuff taken uh, care of. And then making sure that you've started already pumping to have a supply. But one of the biggest things too is don't wait until the last minute when you get ready to go back to work to try to introduce a bottle for the baby. Uh, Some babies are great. And no matter what you do, um, as far as interventions, whether it be breast, bottle, pacifier, they'll take anything. However, other babies are super um, sensitive. They, They just want mom. And the longer that you wait to do that, sometimes it can cause some complications and then super stressful that now you're getting ready to go back to work and you have a baby that won't take a bottle. So trying to do that definitely early on to where, you know, maybe dad offer a bottle once a day, maybe once a week to kind of start. And then as it's getting closer and closer to going back to work, that maybe we're doing it weekly, every couple of days, just so you don't have that surprise 
arise right when you go back to work that the baby won't take a bottle. Awesome. And I know you mentioned like preparing your team at work or your boss at work. So what kind of like questions or things did you kind of look into with your team beforehand or preparing them? It really depends upon how big of a place that you work with. Do you work for a huge corporation that there's hundreds of employees or are you in a small office where there's just a couple of you? If you have been with the company for a while and there's just a couple of you, you've probably already thought it before you went out on maternity leave. Okay. Where am I going to pump? Does my office have a door to where I can have privacy? Is there somewhere here in this small building that we have that allows a space for me with some privacy? With a big company, you might not necessarily be aware because maybe your particular team or the people that you've worked with, nobody's been pregnant, nobody's had a baby. So you're not really sure what the company has to offer. Um, Um, So kind of during pregnancy in general, you know, making sure that if you know that you're planning on breastfeeding, you're going to definitely continue at least pumping and bottle feeding once you go back to work. Prior to going on maternity leave, what resources do they have available to you, if any? Uh, Usually if it's a bigger company, some of those things will already be in place. They might have a pumping room that they supply things uh, for you. It might be in a different area that maybe you're not aware of. However, if you're with a small place, again, make sure that you are having that communication, you know, with the boss. When I come back, I plan on being able to still produce milk for my baby. My office doesn't really have the availability to do that. Maybe it's a shared space or something like that. What can we do to accommodate that? So that way you're having that talk prior to even going on maternity leave. So that way you can kind of prepare and prep. And my biggest thing with moms is just have open communication and tell them, um, you know, what your wishes are, what you would like, what do, what is what do they already have in place that's available, uh, just to make it a little bit easier when you go back that you've already um, established that. So that's one less stress stressor that you have in your life when you get ready to go back to work. All right, guys, at number four, we have Sarah Gianetta from her episode on hypnobirthing tips and tricks for a positive birth. In today's clip, she explains exactly what hypnobirthing is and how you can apply it to your birth. So I think there are a lot of misconceptions about hypnobirthing. I think um, a lot of people think like it's you know, waving a pendulum in front of your face or like clicking fingers and, you know, in that second the mum's hypnotised and, you know, she's in a trance. But the way I kind of like to explain it is it's more so like a deep relaxation or guided meditation is how I would best describe hypnobirthing. So it does use hypnosis techniques during birth and that's where they get the term hypnobirthing. But for me, it is more of that deep relaxation, guided meditation, and kind of just using that to change mum's mindset um, during pregnancy so that, you know, if there are fears or there are anxieties around labour and birth and that whole process, what we can do is then kind of get rid of those negative thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts and create that positive mindset throughout the pregnancy and then giving mum and dad or mum and, um, you know, the support person tools to use throughout so they can stay calm, relaxed and positive. Um, And that really helps to keep mum in control 
And then she's more likely, you know, to have a really good positive experience because she's able to make informed decisions because she's staying calm and positive. So it really does help to benefit you know, the whole experience. That's amazing. That's so cool to hear about. Cause I kept hearing people talk about it. And I was like, I had never quite understood what it was like fully. And so to hear you explain it that way is really quite relaxing actually to think about. And that sounds awesome. I'm sure a lot of moms listening are like, that sounds very ideal to be in that relaxed state. Cause I think a lot of times our minds so quickly put in negative thoughts or, you know, the anxiety and fear around it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And especially if that's kind of all you've heard, you know, growing up or into pregnancy, everyone likes to kind of get out their birth experience. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of those are negative birth stories or they're like, you know, oh, make sure you get the epidural straight away or, you know, opting for a cesarean instead of going natural and things like that. And it's all about fear. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of about the reality of labor and birth. So I also find that, you know, during the during the course, and I think it's, you know, different to other courses, especially ones that you would generally do in a hospital, mm-hmm. is that we go over what your body is actually doing and the process of pregnancy and labor and birth and how amazing that transformation is and how resilient and strong our body is. And I find that once women fully understand what their body is actually going to do, it gives them a lot of relief. Um, and like they're like, oh, like I, when you understand what your body is doing, I think it makes it a lot easier, you know, to experience the sensations of labor. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. All right, number three, we have one of our most popular guests and a friend of mine. We have Liesl Teen, aka Mommy Labor Nurse, talking about what to expect at your first newborn appointment. First appointment is typically like three to five days post birth. Um, typically, in the hospital, they'll see baby, and the rounding physician will pediatrician will see baby and just you know assess baby while you're in the hospital. And then that first appointment is usually the day after you get home or two days after you get home, something like that. So they'll do a full physical assessment of baby. Um, the most important thing that they're going to look at is their weight um, because babies have a tendency to lose weight in those first few weeks, even few, few days, and then few weeks sometimes. So they're going to be looking at uh, weight loss and, and putting them on their chart and seeing exactly what their percentage is and looking at their physical assessment. They might 
if for some reason their weight loss is a certain percent, they might want to draw um, blood to see what a certain blood level is. It's called bilirubin to see what a certain blood level is to see if, you know, sometimes we have babies who lose a little bit too much weight and they have to go under those billy lights, the big bright lights, because they're, they're starting to get really jaundice. Um, sometimes they have to go, you know, back to the hospital for readmission. So weight is going to be a very, very important thing that they're checking for at that first appointment. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, okay, you know, sometimes it's fine. And their, you know, their weight loss isn't, isn't drastic at all. Other, other times it's a little bit, you know, cut teetering on the edge and they say, okay, just, you know, feed, 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 feed you know, breastfeed or, you know, feed, 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 and then come back in 24 hours. And we'll just, you know, keep assessing it and making sure that it's trending up. So weight's going to be very, very important. And then as far as their physical assessment, you know, they're also going to check the length again. And actually this is a funny thing. So with their length, with their length in the hospital, it's actually usually a little bit shorter those first few days, because if you think about baby's head and what it does in the birth canal, it's like really swollen when it first comes out. So they usually like lose a half inch. So people are like, what? My baby shrunk, but it's just because of the swelling from the head. Yeah. So they'll check the length and then they'll check head circumference and same kind of thing with the head circumference. Sometimes it it's a little bit less. They'll check, you know, heartbeat, breathing, their hips, their legs, you know, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, throat, fontanelles. They want to check the soft spots on baby's head and make sure those, you know, feel okay. Their genitals. So they'll check, especially if you have a boy and maybe you had your boy circumcised, they're going to check, you know, that. And then they want to check, you know, for, if you have a boy, the testicles. Um, so this is something I was talking to my pediatrician the other day about actually that it's so common for undescended testicles to get to like go undetected. So you'll want to make sure that your pediatrician is checking that to make sure that there's two testicles in there. They'll check for that. They'll check obviously for, you know, the baby's skin and, you know, any birthmarks, they'll check the baby's umbilical cord and make sure that's okay. Common thing that might not common, but sometimes what happens is the umbilical cord, most of the time what happens is it's starting to dry off and eventually it'll fall off. But sometimes there's a little bit of leakage um, that comes out. So I'll make sure to check that and make sure that that's not happening. And then they'll just check, you know, they're not checking for too many developmental milestones at this first appointment. That's more as baby's getting older, but they'll just check reflexes, newborn reflexes and everything. And then they're going to talk to you about your feedings and how things are going at home. They're going to be asking you, you know, how often baby is eating, if you're breastfeeding or not, and how, how uh, often you're breastfeeding and how long you're breastfeeding and asking about, you know, your breasts in general, do you feel like, you know, babies, babies, you're, you know, do you feel super engorged? Do you feel like, you know, you're transferring milk and then asking about babies intake or output as well. So asking about, you know, diapers, how many diapers is baby now, you know, wet diapers and poopy diapers, and then answer any questions that you have. I always encourage people to have a night, like if you have an iPhone, just have a little note app open. And just, you know, if you think of a question over the next few few days, just jot it, jot it down. So you don't forget it. And they're always, you know, open to, to answering questions too. And at number two, for the most downloaded episode we have this year, we have Jessica from married at first sight talking about how she heard about the show, what made her go on. And she then goes on to share about her birth experience. 
Well, actually my sister, uh, I have a twin sister and she had just had a baby and she was on maternity leave at home watching, just binge watching TV with a newborn. And she was watching the show and she was like, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if they were coming to DC area? So like I could be on the show and she looked it up. And at that time they were recruiting for DC. She was like, so it's like a sign. So she signed me up and they're like registered me because I'd been doing the dating apps and just wasn't really working out just the same thing over and over on the dating app. So yeah. So she like registered me and then nothing happened. Uh, it was like in April or March and then nothing happened. I was like, Oh, it's probably like they get thousands of people. And then like in May, um, somebody reached out to me and sent me some questionnaires and stuff. And I did some zoom calls and some interviews. And then it just, I was going to some workshops and the next thing I know it was to being told that I was selected to be on the show. Oh my gosh. So were you like, like mixed emotions, like excited and kind of like nervous going in, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Or how am I going to do this? Or yeah, I mean, like I've been doing the dating apps for a while and I was kind of tired of the same thing over and over. And um, I'm in my thirties. I was ready to actually have a like fully committed relationship. And I'd watched the show after she kind of like told me about it too. And I was excited about it. So I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. You know, it's not working out this dating app way. It's not working out going to bars. So let's, let's give it a shot. And um, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got very fortunate that I was matched with Austin and things worked out. Oh, that's awesome. So what was it like? I mean, so you get married, so it's on TV, like you're, how you get married and how you meet for the first time. And you do you meet like walking down the aisle for the first time. Yeah. He, um, that I don't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about him until the wedding day. It's you're told you're getting married two weeks before the wedding date. And then you meet them at the, the aisle when you uh, walk down. So I didn't know anything about him, his name, nothing. So It was an experience for sure. (laughs) And number one for the most downloaded episode this year, we have the amazing, kind, and down-to-earth Ophelia Nichols. This episode, she talked about how to be your kid's safe space. And so I was going to ask, like, do you think because of like how your childhood was, your relationship with your mom, is that what kind of encouraged you or what made you be the way you are and give you those words to say to people? It's funny you ask that. (laughs) Because I joined TikTok a year and a half ago, that short amount of time, a year and a half ago. And that account has grown from no followers to 5.1 million in a year and a half. When I first started it, you know, I'd make little small TikToks about the dogs or something like that. But as I was learning how TikTok worked, the main thing that I seen on the app was people suffering. Someone was losing a house due to COVID. Somebody lost their job. Someone was going through a loss of a child. It was endless. It was also during the election time, which made everybody crazy. So this video pops up and it's of a young girl about 17, 18. And the video was about her buying this new dress from the store. And all she wanted to do was show her mom what how good the dress looked on her. And it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful on her. But the reaction she got from her mother was a complete opposite. 
It was things like, you're too big for that. That doesn't look right for your body. You don't have the body type to whether that was all it took. I immediately learned how to stitch a video in about five minutes. I, I didn't know. I never did it before. I didn't know anything about it, but I learned it right then. And I stitched the video and I don't remember word from word, but it, it went like this. I said, I used to have a mama like that too, honey. But the older I got, the more I realized that I quit listening to her. And then I, I basically, I said, you look lovely in your dress. I uploaded the video. I went and sat down at my desk. And for the first time, I understood what something going viral meant. Because within 30 minutes, it was almost at a million views. And when I seen the comments, I said, that's it. I, I can help people feel better about themselves. That's what that's that's what this account will now be used from now on out. And, and it did, because what I do on social media is what I've always did with strangers, with friends, with family, with, I mean, I, I have so many stories, so many, mm -hmm. but the app in social media is allowing me to get a bigger audience and to help more people at one time than just them, this person, this person. So it was that video that I understood what she was going through because I had a mama like that too. Mm -hmm. And I just stitched it and that that that's how the account took off. So absolutely, I people relate whenever they're 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 speaking about their their stories and their life. If they're actually going through that in that moment, or they have and they've healed from that trauma, and they've been on this amazing you know journey of healing. Yes, that's that's exactly why I am relatable on so many different subjects. Because hell, I've been through some stuff, honey. Mm -hmm. I have been through some stuff but my life is good today and my life is good today because I fought for it all right guys I hope you enjoyed this quick little flashback on our top episodes from this year I truly enjoyed going back and re-listening to some of these episodes and I have to say that now that I'm pregnant I'm going through a lot of these things myself so I'm kind of re-listening to it and getting tips a whole new way and understanding the episodes a whole new way. So it's so much fun. Again, thank you to the wonderful guests that have come on our show. And thank you to our listeners, our mom community. You guys make this show what it is and you inspire me to do more and work harder to impact and help as much as I can. So I appreciate you all. But that's all I got for this week. I hope you guys have a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate. And I will see you next week for a brand new episode of Mom Talks. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.